Hello everyone, welcome to episode 45 of the Comic-Con podcast. I'm your host, Nemesis Prime. Hey, what's up everybody? Uh, sounded like, you know who you sounded like there? You sounded like Salad Fingers. Do you know who Salad Fingers is? I have no idea who Salad Fingers is. When we are done with this, you are required to get on YouTube and, and look up Salad Fingers and watch the Salad Fingers videos. It's the creepiest shit in the universe. What's up everybody? Manimal here. Yeah. Salad Fingers fan. All right, so I guess I'll check that out. I, I, I'll do some voices in every now and then. But so we are here, November the eighteenth, recording episode forty-five. Got a lot of stuff to talk about. We're really not going to go too much into Disney Day because I feel like it's been bombarded. But well, you know, we'll bring you some other great news that has been dropping yesterday, today. We're going to talk about some TV shows and uh, some community stuff. But before we get into that, um, Zach, did you see my message that I sent in the Lords group chat? about two hours ago uh probably not I mean, oh well since you didn't see it i'll just tell you and everybody okay. that's listening perfect so i went to bed bath and beyond and personal stuff so go to okay. bed bath and beyond and i needed to grab some uh new cur- shower curtains and curtains for our dining room and i leave i walk out i, I go to, to bed bath and beyond i buy some stuff and then i'm walking back out and i get in the car and i don't get into my car i got into some <laughs> random person's car <laughs> This person parked in the spot before mine, same color, same make, model, whatever. And I was just like, I literally jumped in and I was just, it smelled differently. I was like, this isn't my car. (laughs) And I immediately freaked out. Their car was unlocked? Yeah. And her her or his car, it was definitely a girl because it smelled like a girl and looked like girl stuff inside. Uh, Yeah, definitely unlocked. I'm just so glad like nobody and then I like immediately got out and walked to my car like, you know, like didn't really think about it and ho- and looked around and made sure nobody saw me just go in and out of two different cars. <laughs> and um, yeah, so I mean, I'm not a thief, but That's I'm awesome. happy that there was nobody in that car because that would have been even probably worse, like someone in the backseat or a passenger literally wasn't even paying attention, just saw the black car and jumped in it and I couldn't believe it actually unlocked too. so. So I had a situation not too long ago, actually, where uh, at work and I was riding with a, one of my coworkers and I came out or whatever and I, and I climbed, I walked over to the car because I was, is that right? I'm trying to think how this happened. I know what happened. I was meeting my coworker in a parking lot, right? To meet up and ride together and uh, drives like an F-150 or some shit like that, which is very popular down here in El Paso. And uh, I just get out of the car and I start walking over and I open up the passenger door and I start to climb in and there is a woman inside the driver's side seat and both of us are like, ah, like looking at her and she you could see she was like, what the hell? You know what I was like? <laughs> I, I was equally like, what the hell? And so I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. This is not the right car. And she's like, oh, 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 okay, okay, okay. And I just like walk off. And luckily, like four cars down is my coworker's car. And she, I think she saw me get in there and she probably like made more sense to her. But I have like the, the mental image of her face like burned into my memory of like mm-hmm. the surprise. Look. Like she almost was like very accepting at one point. Like she was like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah come on in. You know, but then she was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I don't know how that would go awkward. down out here in New Jersey, but or yeah. New York. Well, Texas, you're l- I'm lucky I didn't get shot. Well, Texas, yeah, yeah, that too. You're right. You're right on that. So, 
Uh, anyway, so that's uh, that was my little thing that happened earlier about two hours ago before we started recording. So uh, let's get right into some stuff. We got some community. We got one community message. Um, it's actually a holdover from last week, and it's actually from our buddy Nate. He said, then uh, this is re regarding our Eternals review. So if anybody hasn't or nice. you have watched Eternals, go check out our review. We did some bonus content on that. So uh, Nate says, good listen yesterday to the Eternals review. It sounded like a much fairer portrayal than the harsh picture that the reporters painted. Zach, I wanted to share this book with you since it will connect the Black Knight and Blade universes. I'm not... Extremely well-versed, but I do know MI-13 is a British agency using used for tracking supernatural threats, and both guys were members of that team. The new right. Excalibur run back during the Decimation storyline could be another run to look out as well. And the book he's talking about is Captain Britain and MI-13's first issue, which actually appeared on this week's cover price top 10. I think yeah. it was actually number 9 or number 10. So that's, uh, you know, it's really interesting that people went out and bought this book and uh, Nate knew about it last week before, I guess, it got really specked on hard. Yeah, I'm actually familiar with both those runs. Um, <clears throat> my only thing is, though, I'm not sure, and I, I could be completely wrong about this. I know Blade joined MI-13. I just don't remember if it was at the same time um, during that run that Black Knight was there. Also, during that time, Black Knight gave up the sword to... Um, like a, a Muslim woman. I can't remember her name it was like Farak or, or something like that. I have to look it up, but mm -hmm. she actually was the wielder of the ebony blade for a while or maybe Excalibur. I can't remember. It got kind of confusing for a while, but then in new Excalibur for sure, that was kind of like, yeah, during the decimation run, which was a great team it had juggernaut on the team as well, which was actually like a really hmm. surprisingly good new Excalibur run. And it was very much tied into the captain Britain stuff. But, uh, I don't remember specifically, like I said, if like Blade and, and Black Knight were actually on the team at the same time, like interacting together, which they might have been, but uh -huh. it just doesn't stand out. But he's right. The Captain Britain MI-13 run and the new Excalibur run were both very, they were very good runs. I read both those. All right. Maybe I'll go out and check those books out. Um, and that's where the MCU is going to be heading in the near future for phase five phase six who knows but uh thanks nate for the email of course yeah. you can always email us at the comic com podcast at gmail.com send us a direct message to the comic com podcast on instagram or any one of our instagrams milton the metal or nemesis prime if you guys want to drop anything out there whether it's an article a voicemail we'll play it here we'll talk about it reviews whatever so um let's get right into some of the topics of today uh, coming over, let's do some, let's do comics first. So, uh, this just dropped actually yesterday, or I should say even maybe this morning. And I was super happy when I read this. So over on screen rent, uh, Gwen Stacy variants unite in Marvel's Gwenverse comics event. So Gwenverse getting a little mini series. So Gwen Stacy, of course, we all know is the current ghost spider. Uh, we, this was announced with the newest, uh, solicitations for Marvel coming out in February that a five issue miniseries by Tim Seeley and Jody Nishiyama would be taking Gwen, which is going to be Gwenum, Gwenpool, Night Gwen, a bunch of other characters of the Gwen Stacy, uh, and showing different hero versions of her or heroines in this five issue miniseries. So, not much is known about the series other than. Uh, there is going to be a bunch of artists doing a ton of variants. I'm sure there's going to be a ton of 
exclusive variants and my wallet is going to be hurting come <laughs> February. Um, and with that, that month as well, they're doing the Gwen Stacy uh, exclusive variants as well for each of the different, uh, I should say, titles. So like Amazing Spider-Man's getting one. Uh, there's Black Panther's getting one. So you're going to see a lot of those coming out as well in February. But I think they're more this time around. They're not whatever the car- whatever title they're on. They're not the character. It's actually more X-Men related. So it's, it's called like X-Gwen. So you have her as like Rogue and Emma, Emma Stone, Mystique. And, I saw the uh, Wolverine one, right? Yeah, there's the Wolverine one as well. So uh, give me a cool little five-issue miniseries. Uh, I'm excited because I pick up all things Spider-Gwen. And like I said, the, the wallet is going to be hurting if they decide to do exclusive variants specifically for Gwenverse, which I know they will. So, And I've already kind of reached out to uh, one of the artists if I can purchase some original art. Cool. What are your thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm not a big uh, Gwenum fan necessarily, mm-hmm. and I'm definitely I don't chase those those like covers anymore to try to collect them all. But that's cool. I mean, I know there's a big you know fan cult out there like yourself who love her, and you know, so I mean, no no real thoughts. I'm always down for more stuff, you know, but I, I won't pay for them. I won't. And it's interesting pay. too because not only are they doing that, but they're doing that. I don't know if you've also read this: the What If Captain America? What if Miles Morales was Captain America? Mm-mm. Did you see that little series that's coming no, as well? I didn't. So also in February, they're dropping, uh, or actually I should say March, it's dropping. The first, it's, I think it's a mini series. It's every issue is different. So the first issue is what if Miles Morales is Captain America? So basically, I guess, instead of kind of like living up to, you know, wanting to be Spider-Man and then getting bitten, maybe he ends up getting the super serum and becomes Captain America. And I know that they've already said that issue two is going to be, what if Wolverine? So, hmm. you know, I guess it's a, obviously it's a different universe. And it also seems, according to the article, that Starlin is going to be Falcon in the in that like what if universe. So who, course, who's going to be Falcon? Starling. Oh, that's, OK. Uh, gotcha, Vulture's gotcha. granddaughter. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of what it looks like for this what if miniseries that's dropping. And I guess I you know, they're they're pushing miles next year that's really interesting in a what if series so out of nowhere you know uh, i'm looking at some of these covers for the the gwen gwenverse and the cool mm-hmm. one um is uh what is it? it looks like her dressed up as like uh nighthawk um, with like the cape and uh well she is night gwen there is that night gwen uh oh is there <clears throat> yeah that, that was during the um what was that last garbage event that was out <laughs> <laughs> you, you narrowed it down right there. <laughs> no, uh, what was it? Um, War of the Realms, maybe? No, it was after War of the Realms. Absolute um, Carnage? Um, no. It was a big crossover. I don't um, know. Oh, God. <clears throat> Remember, we were, we were talking about, there was like a really, a Hyperion died. Uh, oh, it was the one that you, isn't it the one you read where like someone blew a hole through Galactus's chest or something? Yeah. I didn't read that one. Oh God! And it was, was like it? it wasn't even the continuity; it was like a different universe. Yeah, well, that's what it, it was. But yeah, I, I can't remember the event, but yeah, like that's where they introduced um, that crossover. And gotcha! Just, Damn it, that's really going to annoy me that I don't know <laughs> what it was. Uh, anyway, so I'll think about it. To kind of go back, I was kind of doing a little bit of reading and research about Nate's question of Blade and Black Knight, and it looks like yeah. So in that, um, in that. Captain Britain in my 13 run, 
he does end up showing up in like the second arc and they go up against Dracula. And so he does. So yeah, him and black Knight do interact a ton. Um, and that character I was talking about was Faiza Hussein who ends up like getting Excalibur and she's kind of like a love interest for the black Knight during that as well. So mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. I did kind of forgot about that, that run. It was, but it was a good one, man. I don't think it was a ton of issues either. So hmm. anyway, Oh, and the uh, the the garbage series I was talking about was Heroes Reborn. <laughs> Heroes Reborn. I think it's funny to hear you call it garbage because I feel like you were really, like, yeah, but you were really enjoying it. It's your typical Marvel. It starts off really good, and then it's like, uh, you know, and then it, it fizzles out at the end. And and we'll talk about that in our what are we currently reading later on. <laughs> um, but let's move on to some other articles in the comic book world. Uh, this one is really interesting. Why don't you take over on the Dark Horse stuff? Yeah, so um, new Star Wars comics to be published by Dark Horse in 2022. So, you know, like everyone knows, Marvel originally had the um, Star Wars license for comics way back in the day and then ended up around, I believe it was like 91 or so. I saw it earlier when I was reading the article that uh, Dark Horse took over. And, you know, Dark Horse had those books forever, wrote all those stories that just lined the dollar bins of boxes until about a year or two ago when Justin and friends started <laughs> buying all of them. But literal, like, dollar bin garbage since, like, 91 to mm -hmm. yeah. 2020. Um, but, yeah, so, you know, Marvel got back the rights um, not too long ago uh, for the comic book series, 2015, I believe. And they started doing their own thing. And then, then the Dark Horse stuff went back to called rebranded as like Legends and Expanded Universe and blah, blah, blah. Well, it looks like Dark Horse is now getting some rights back to the Star Wars comics. And uh, it's going to be very much like sharing it kind of like IDW does. So if you guys are reading like the High Republic stuff, you know, IDW does Star Wars, the High Republic adventures, kind of more um, kid framed and kid oriented, kind of like a young, young young a ya uh oriented type story and it looks like dark horse is kind of going to be doing the same thing in terms of writing stories that just kind of stick with the same plot so but it does look like the only eras they will be writing in is going to be like the high republic era and the sequel trilogy so for all you fans out there who may be hoping you're going to go back to like the dark empire tales of the jedi old republic type stuff it's not going to happen right now um mm -hmm. It looks like they're focusing on High Republic, which we know is the big push for Star Wars right now. And we're going to get some more comics for the sequel trilogy, which, you know, I don't know. I mean, I wasn't a big fan of the sequel trilogy comics. There were some that were good, like the Kylo Ren, Kylo Ren run was good. Jeez, that was hard to say. Was good. Um, the Poe Dameron, I tried to read it. I couldn't get into it. Oh, it was, it was no. not my thing. But um it doesn't mean I'm against it. Like I'd like to see some other good runs in the uh, the sequel trilogy. So, what are your thoughts? I'm excited. I just don't know where they're going to go with it specifically because, I to be honest, I guess it's going to really introduce a lot of the characters because if they're going to stay with the High Republic, uh, we're going to get a lot of that stuff with all the newer Jedi. But yeah. really, the big thing is, and what we we haven't heard officially is is IDW dropping out. So is it just going to be Marvel and Dark Horse or is it going to be Marvel, IDW and Dark Horse where back to what I said about Gwen stuff, my wallet's going to hit hard because now I'm going to have to have three different companies that I'm collecting more uh, Star Wars books. Yeah, well, at least IDW only only has the one title. I guess they have yeah. still have like Vader's Castle and like some of those other kind of like um, 
I generally knock, knock pick off up ones. the Star Wars adventures. If it's yeah. like a cool cover or like a good storyline, I think like this the second volume of Star Wars Adventures is up to like issue 10, I think. I probably have half the run. There's a really cool Kylo Ren cover. There's a good Maul and Boba Fett cover. If I get them for, you know, pretty cheap, I end up just getting them just to read. But yeah. You know, and because you never know, a first appearance could drop in there and especially those books, those are the low print run books. Especially right. that that first series, that 2017 series, there's a few uh, first appearances that the big one obviously is Hondo Anaka, and there's like the var- the one in ten variant for I think it's issue number seven that's like pretty pricey. But there's other first appearances that for important characters in the trilogy or the you know any of the any of the runs realistically. I'm gonna be honest. I'm more excited to see um, out of those two, whether High Republic and the sequel trilogy. I'm more excited for. The idea of them doing the sequel trilogy, oh, the High Republic stuff—I don't know, man. It's kind of been—it's kind of been lackluster, in my opinion. Like, there's so many characters, there's so many stories going on, and I just—I don't feel like there has been a unifying storyline necessarily. Like, there's—you know—obviously you have Starlight, uh, what's Starlight it called? Beacon. Starlight Beacon, and the whole like the Nihilist, the Nile, and all them, but it still doesn't feel connected to me. I mean, don't get me wrong, you know, focusing only on Skywalker, the Skywalker family definitely had its limitations, but by doing so, it was the story is very like directed and unified. Some of the the High Republic stuff like all across the board whether it's the novels, Star Wars High Republic Adventures, High Republic, like it's it's just all over the place. And like mm-hmm. I don't find myself connected or really even like interested in any specific character either. So I I read them, but I'm never I'm just kind of like it's like I'm reading them just to read them. I'm not invested in any of it. Hmm. I guess it's because also when you think about it, you're right. Like the Skywalker storyline was it gra- it grounded Star Wars. It gave you you know a, a path, and then right. it expanded here and there. I think if they did kind of a Phantom Menace was like the first original movie, right? You have all these Jedi and there's all these Jedi there in the background. Then you're like, Oh, who's that? That looks cooler. Right. If they had like the Jedi masters and introduces all these people, especially like in attack of the clones where there's, there's thousands of Jedi and you're like, Oh my God, I want to know about this one and that one. I feel like that's what the high Republic is because, or could, could have been because of the fact that, yeah, there's no direct person. Like, yes, we're yeah. learning about Keeve and the twins and Avar Chris in like High Republic, and then you get Lulu, uh, Lula, and the High Republic Adventures mm-hmm. and her team. So yeah, you're right; it's not really grounded yet. But that's the same thing like the Dark Horse stuff. If you would have read that stuff in the '90s, all that stuff that was coming out was n- was either so far past. Um, well, it wasn't until like Star Wars Legacy in like the 2000s, but like that early stuff in the '90s, like all that um tales of the jedi the you know fall of the sith obviously yes dark empire and heir to the empire is post return of the jedi but there's a lot of storylines that take place well before any of the skywalker stuff that if you're reading it you're just like i don't understand it like where does this fit so yeah i'd like to see them do like would be really cool with high republic is do like targeted mini series like um you know, a la Darth Maul one through five or whatever. You know what I mean? Like focus on some of these, like even of our Chris, like we don't, we haven't got a lot about her. She's just kind of like the one in charge somewhat 
but you don't really get to know her at all that much. So it'd be cool to have like little mini series on these characters, like a five part mini series on Avar Chris or on Kiev or whoever, you know, any of the guys there's, there's that one dude who's like, um, they mention him a lot. God, I can't remember his name. That's the thing. It's like, I, I barely remember these guys' names either. So, um, I'd like to see a little bit more mini series rather than just these ongoing high Republic, you know, it's, they need to develop these characters more. Well, I think that's what they're doing. You figure they just did that, the temple within the monsters one for high Republic adventures. On right. The, the monster. W, P- but that was a whole new character again. Yes. Yeah. But Ty, I like Ty York. I think. She's oh yeah. Cool. She's yeah. A she's awesome. Hunter. She was yeah. an old Jedi who left and then she became a monster hunter. They have that new trial of shadows, which is a five issue mini. Right. Um, Marvel's also going to put out the eye of the storm, which is based on Martian row. Like that's going to be another mini next year. So I think that, yeah, they're, that's, they're doing it right. They just needed to build at least a little bit before they just were like, here's an ongoing. And then two months later, we're going to do mini series because yeah, then you really would be thrown for a loop. So at least by this point, and especially with the novels, if anybody's read the novels, you get a you have a base of some of these characters, so right. But cool. yeah, that's uh, I, you know I think the dark horse stuff is going to be interesting. So yeah, we'll see how that good. goes. Uh, any other comic book stuff? Um, I don't know if you had another article. Have... No, I don't think uh, comic book related. Um, but we did have a couple more. You found one. Well, so I guess since this kind of ties in, before we get into that, do we want to talk? You know, we did a little bonus content about uh, the Spider Man No Way Home trailer. We did. So, so uh, if you guys haven't checked that out, we did a little impromptu uh, live show <laughs> Tuesday on YouTube. It just literally, Justin's like, "Hey, we could have gone live today for the uh, for the the trailer." And I was like, "Dude, I'm literally sitting by my computer right now. If you want to do it." And so we logged on, and some hijinks ensued trying to find the uh, correct trailer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we kind of looked like idiots, but whatever, dude. We had fun with it, and yeah, it was um, a good time. The Spider-Man trailer. We did some some detective work. So (laughs) what's kind of, we can kind of break down, you know, I guess now that it's like, it's settled. Yeah. The trailer is settled. You know, what do we think about it? You know, how does it make you want to see the movie more? Does it, is it really anticipation? You know, what do you, what are your thoughts and and everything on it? So do you want to go first? Sure. Um, Yeah. I mean, I've always, obviously MCU, I'm going to see whatever. Um, I've said it a million times. I'm not a massive Spider-Man fan. So it's the draw of it just being Spider-Man doesn't really, um, isn't really there for me, but mm. I do love how they're bringing in the old stuff, you know, like the, the Raimi trilogy, you know, the, the amazing Spider-Man series, which by the way, I just rewatched uh, amazing Spider-Man two, like yesterday. Mm. And nice. dude, honestly, okay. <laughs> I'm kind of going off track here, but I think, and I was telling my wife this, I think my opinion is, and this might really throw people for a loop. I think Andrew Garfield is the best Spider-Man we've had. And I think it's because he is the perfect uh, like combination of both Peter Parker and Spider-Man. So the Tobey Maguire, it was kind of, you know, Tobey was a little older. Don't get me wrong. Tobey's great, but he was a little older. He definitely didn't have that high school feel. Um, I didn't feel like they leaned heavy enough into like his intelligence in the Sam Raimi trilogy either. Mm-hmm. And then you move to the Andrew Garfield, or I'm sorry, let's go to Tom Holland. We haven't really seen much of that either, like the uh, intelligence and the science aspect. And 
you know, like everyone says, I've never really liked how Tom Holland is completely dependent on some kind of a mentor in every single one of his Spider-Man movies. Now he's great. And both Toby is great as well, but the Andrew Garfield is like the perfect combination. Then also throw in, which I know you're going to love because you've mentioned this to me before as well is the Gwen Stacy story. You know, it's, it's like the perfect Spider-Man story. And we get to see actual Gwen Stacy die the way she did in the comics, you know, Mm -hmm. like, it's sad to watch those first two movies in a way because it's like, damn, man, like the way things ended for him in Amazing Spider-Man 2, they could have really set up so much great stuff in like a, a second movie or a third movie. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like the storyline would have been great. So sorry, they kind of went off tr- off track mm-hmm. there for the trailer. But, um, you know, seeing these villains come back, seeing Electro come back um, and look more like electro in the comics rather than like the ultimate spider-man electro um all the villains coming back and then obvious you know you want to talk about what we think is going to happen what i'm sure everyone thinks is going to happen listen i am i this is what i I thought about this you're going to get the people who and this is going to happen in the movie theaters everybody like us who is like watch this trailer a bunch of times you know dissected it Right. Did our detective work, all these other YouTubers, podcasts, this and that, that have watched this trailer and been like, yeah, the other Spider-Men are definitely going to appear. You know, we said it. If you watch our YouTube thing, I said there's absolutely a part where the three villains are jumping at one Spider-Man. They're, of course, jumping at all three. Yeah. And even in the uh, UK trailer, you see Lizard's head turn like he gets hit. So what is he getting hit by? The wind? <laughs> um. But so so here it is. What's going to happen is everyone's going to go to the movie theaters. The first half, it, it's going to be amazing because everybody who has been a fan of the Raimi stuff and the Amazing Spider-Man stuff, you're just going to be in awe. Like it's Spider-Man. It's bringing all these villains together. It's something that we've wanted since, you know, forever. You know, right? Yeah. And it's good. You know what it is? And then what's going to happen is the other Spider-Man are going to show up and everybody's going to clap and cheer. But you know it's coming. Like, you really know it's coming. Like, so why is it? It's going to get you all giddy and stuff. But they tease it so much that, like, they don't want to show it. But you're like, it's right in front of everybody. I'm glad, dude. I'm glad they didn't show Toby and Andrew Garfield in the trailer. Because then I'm going to be in the theater and it's going to be like, yes. I knew it was coming, but I'm still going to be like, yes. The only question is, like, how much in the movie are they going to be? You know what I mean? Like, is it, it's going to feel, I'm prepared to be a little disappointed. Yeah. You think so? I'm prepared to be a little disappointed if there's no, because you're going to want an interaction between them. Right. And then there's, there's also that, like um, that leaked photo of them all standing with their masks off. What looks like the same end scene with like the scaffolding and stuff like that. So, you know, you want the interactions. Obviously you would love to hear kind of like, some kind of a wrap up, like with their lives, you know, like what happened to Tobey Maguire. Cause obviously his trilogy was like, it just ended and it was like an ended in like this weird position. Mm-hmm. And then even Andrew Garfield's like the last we saw of him, well, his girlfriend just got her back broken and she's dead. And like dude punched Rhino in the face and that's the last we saw of him. So it'd be nice to get some closure on those. Um, but I think those that's what it is. It's, the the reason why they're not going to be in it for that long is because there's no way that if they would have been in it for a very long time, there would have absolutely been more leaked photos right? and something. 
uh, I was reading an article or even Tom Holland said it in his little like interview before they showed the trailer on Tuesday that uh, Willem Dafoe was literally in costume as the Green Goblin walking around with like a giant cape, like a giant hoodie in the costume. So nobody even knew what it was. Yeah. So you, you had no idea who it was, who it could be. So and that was to, you know, again, from the peeping Toms and, and, and people out there, like they wanted to keep that such a secret until the trailer. So let's talk know, villains. Oh, right. sorry. You're finishing your. Yeah, no, no. Story. And it's just basically. And that's how they did it. So I don't see that because you got to realize this is going to be a really long movie. There's still the whole thing with like him being public enemy. Number one, yeah. Doctor Strange is in it somehow, you know, uh, Octavius comes. He looks like he's a villain and then he becomes a hero with or like an ally with him. Yeah, it looks all like the other that. villains. And then the Spider-Man are going to come like there's going to be stages for this movie. But I don't think they're going to be in it for that long. Yeah. So so we're talking villains. Obviously, from the trailers, we know <clears throat> directly you got Alfred Molina back as Doc Ock. Like you said, uh, Willem Dafoe is Green Goblin. We're not entirely sure we're actually going to see him outside of the um, the uh, armor, the suit, mm -hmm. which would be good. I mean, then you honestly, you don't need to get him out of it. Like, just keep that distinct voice and then you don't have to de-age him either would be great. Um, we saw in the preview, we saw, uh, a lizard, we saw Sandman and we saw Electro. So with Jamie Foxx for sure confirmed, we don't know Thomas Hayden church is back as Sandman or if it's just like a CGI Sandman, same mm -hmm. thing with the, uh, lizard. We don't know if the actor was, I think it's rise infants or something yes. like that. Yeah, you're right. Um, wow. Good pick. Yeah. Hey, look at that. Sometimes I can remember things. And then, um, and then we saw what well, you saw, and you had to bring it to my attention because I missed it. Mm -hmm. We saw a, another goblin that looked very much like the James Franco goblin from Spider-Man 3, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. But some people are saying that it's just Willem Dafoe without his helmet and just a mask. Could be. Yeah, it could be to... just like geared up, like lower gear level. Yeah, Yeah, maybe just like a change in armor similar to like what um, Otto has because we see him with his metal and we talked about this on youtube we talked how he's got like the metal gray arms but then you see him later on with like reddish tony stark-esque arms right and somebody even said that it's like nanotech like yeah nanotech attaches to i read stuff that too. to help yeah. him so uh and then also but even today i think they just confirmed that michael keaton's going to be in there as vulture so that's your sixth villain yeah so there was an article that came out that um, Michael Keaton was on Jimmy Kimmel's show talking about Spider-Man No Way Home, talking about Morbius. And here's the deal. I read the article and it actually doesn't really say No Way Home. He just says, I was doing, I was filming some vulture stuff. Now that could easily be Morbius because we know we've seen him specifically in that trailer. We saw him. So it could have been vulture stuff in that movie. But a lot of people are wondering, oh, maybe he might be in No Way Home as well. Um, so we don't know. He maybe he's the sixth one. I mean, obviously, it'd be really it, look, dude. It'd be so fucked up to have five villains in this movie and not give them like the actual like Sinister Six. Like everyone's been clamoring for Sinister Six, right? And yeah. they're like, "Ooh, we got five. The Fabulous Five. That's all you yeah. get." Like you know. So yeah, it would be cool to see um, him as Vulture. I don't know why they would leave that out. To be honest with you, like. Out of all the things you showed and you were trying to keep secret, it seems weird to me that you would leave out the villain from the first movie. Um, mm -hmm. 
Because that's and like you said it on YouTube on Tuesday that that's the only Tom Holland villain, right? Like, like Mysterio's dead unless again he's not dead. Unless he's not dead, or he yeah. comes, or there's like another Mysterio from another universe. But or Matt Gargan, man. Well, we that saw too. that would be a cool one. I I really wanted them to push that storyline too. We saw at the end of you know Homecoming the Matt Gargan Vulture kind of setup. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, who's the sixth? We got to get a sixth, dude. It, honestly, not having a sixth villain will ruin the reveal of having all the three Spider-Mans. <laughs> like, it'd just be like it's almost like they're trolling us at that point, you know? So yeah, definitely. Um, oh, so one other thing about that. There has been some belief, and I know there's kind of been some um, leaked images of Ned Leeds doing some like plaster work, like makeup mm-hmm. work and stuff on his head. And so some people are even thinking that maybe that um, that goblin that we saw the mm-hmm. in the in the like down the the black version or whatever suit version, maybe some people are thinking it might even be you know Ned Leeds's hobgoblin. But I don't really see him breaking bad like. There's already a lot in this movie, right? Yeah. So to break bad and have Ned Leeds, unless, unless it's a Ned Leeds who broke bad in a different universe. Or that. Could be that. Then you don't have to make your Ned Leeds in this universe break bad. Maybe it's like, that would really shake Tom Holland a little bit. Yeah, I would. I could see that too. You're right. That's a possibility. So, you know, but that'd be a really shitty hobgoblin to have him in that. Like, you want hobgoblin in that, like, orange, right? Like, the traditional hobgoblin. If you're actually going to first time see him, that's what you want him, you know? So, I'm excited, man. It's going to be cool. It's going to be, it's going to be a great movie. Tickets go on sale on the 29th of November. I, I I have to buy them. Like, I think the last time I bought tickets, like, the day they went on sale was maybe like Avengers endgame i feel like because or even star wars because i know that's what i i'm not gonna be able to like when you know between like eternals and shang chi i could just buy the tickets literally like the week before a couple right. days before and i could still get good seats but like i feel like this movie if i don't buy them the day of release i'm not gonna be able to get it like when i want to see it and like the theater the yeah so mm-hmm. so if December you're gonna get yeah, so if you're getting if you're looking to get tickets, they go on sale the 29th of November. Um, I'm not sure the times, but I'm sure it's like in the morning. And uh, you know, good luck to anybody who's going to get try to get tickets out there. So, yeah, uh, let's stay on some movie and TV news. So this week on Hulu, secretly and kind of silently, Marvel's dropped its uh, Hit Monkey series. So uh, I was, I did not watch the Modoc series. I, I watched maybe like two episodes. I was just, I couldn't take the animation. I just don't think it was that good. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I was like, Hit Monkey came out. I was like, we do the podcast on a weekly basis. I was like, well, let me give this, give this a try and, and see how it is. And it's 10 episodes. They're all up right now on Hulu. And let me tell you, this series was amazing. <laughs> yeah. I, I loved it. Like I knew nothing of Hit Monkey, and it's and then when I read about Hit Monkey, it's very true. It's all it's like a hundred percent true to the origin. Like the first couple episodes are definitely all about his origin story, and it's exactly how it is. It's um an American assassin. He goes to Japan. He kind of gets screwed. Uh, he gets taken in by these Japanese snow monkeys. The ones, <laughs> the one monkey doesn't like him. They heal him up. He ends up getting killed and then he became and then basically this the one monkey kind of is like not like the leader, but 
he ends up being very like savage kind of like him him like he wants to be like a mercenary i guess in a way and then yeah. he and then the the assassin the american assassin becomes like his ghost so he's kind of like his ghost buddy uh and it's just such a great like cop buddy cop show like it's very uh, how i said it to you and in the chat i said it's like archer meets invincible because hmm. archer has like it has like this distinct um animation style but even how like how archer is like the way he talks is exactly how the main character who's played by jason Sudeikis, talks he's very like forthcoming he's very quick-witted to the monkey and he's always dropping lines and the monkey just doesn't understand anything. He's <laughs> as basic stuff as like money or like, uh, you know, getting a hotel or just everything. And he's always like throwing out like these movie lines and he just doesn't understand it. But of course, they can talk to each other in a way where even though the monkey talks like a monkey, Jason Sudeikis's character, Bryce, can actually understand him. So hmm. not really to spoil too much. Uh, there are a couple of villains in there that are, you know, really awesome. And the trailer did show Lady Bullseye, so that's not really a spoiler at all. There are a few other characters that are in there, which I'm not going to spoil, but it introduces a quote-unquote mutant into this because they even say, oh, this mutant, blah, 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 hero or villain of Japan. So I'm going to leave it at that. But I highly recommend checking out the Hit Monkey series because it's very violent, like invincible, like very bloody. Uh, heads getting cut off, tons of bullet holes all over the place. Um, Hit Monkey is, and he's cool. You feel for him. There's a lot of things that happen throughout the series, this first season, that you're like, oh, and it sucks. And he picks himself back up, and it's it's pretty it's pretty funny. So I, it's, I on Hulu, it's on Hulu, right? Yeah, it's on Hulu. I probably will end up rewatching it because like there was times where I was laughing that I like missed certain things. And then you got Olivia Munn. She's in there. She plays um, one of the characters and uh, George Takai is in there. So a lot of a lot of, a lot of people, uh, actors and actresses. Yeah, I'm gonna have to check it out. I just had you mentioned it to me and I just I didn't get a chance to get around to watching it. But I definitely will. I'm interested. It looks pretty cool. It, actually, I read that it was. Um, it's the like the the most violent like thing Marvel's done. Oh, it definitely is. If you if anyone out there has watched Invincible, it's like watching Invincible because the the killing is is right up there. Like hmm. just it's the gun shoot, you know, all the shooting, it's not like you know, shooting guns and people like dodging away and you know, oh, here's like a little bit of blood here or there. No, no. There's like this one part where and this really isn't like a spoiler, but literally hit monkey is chasing some bad guy. And so is a sniper. And they're literally doing, they're going shot for shot against this bad guy. So like hit monkey, will shoot him in the shoulder. And then the sniper hits him in the knee. And like, it's, it's just, it's pretty brutal. And then there's this one, uh, like, um, long ongoing gag throughout the entire series of this one person. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it, but <laughs> it, it's, it's a really good series. I, I cannot wait for season two. They they definitely set it up for uh, season two. Again, Bryce's, you know, Jason Sudeikis's one-liners are very, I guess, what's the word like pop culture referencing. Yeah. So you know, and, and again, uh, introducing Lady Bullseye was awesome. Uh, would I consider running out and getting her first appearance? Because now that it popped, no. I'll tell you right now, no. 
but you know it's 10 episodes they're all out there on hulu so you know give it a give it a watch i immediately told everybody to go check it out and like i said i'm definitely probably going to rewatch it sometime soon because i enjoyed it that much and they're quick 25 minute episodes so yeah i'm definitely going to check it out so cool cool definitely worth checking out for sure or we're kind of in that zone too right now where there's like um what hawkeye comes out next week is that right or two weeks from now yeah and hawkeye is uh on thanksgiving thanksgiving yeah yeah they're dropping the first two episodes on uh wednesday actually wednesday so it's a nice so that'll go for that'll go from next week until just uh just around this the end of christmas and then we have book of boba fett and uh, actually, you know, it's this weekend and I completely forgot is D23. Yeah, so that's right. It's very quiet. I know a lot of people are, you know, we we didn't we're really not getting into all the, the Disney Plus stuff for Disney Day. There wasn't a lot of Star Wars stuff, but and there wasn't a lot of obviously movies because the Disney Plus Day was all about Disney Plus stuff. So with Disney D23 this weekend, I think we may hear some announcements especially on the Star Wars side, because that was very light uh, last weekend. So real quick, the week before Hawkeye, give me one thing that you're looking forward to the most in the Hawkeye series. Uh, Haley Steinfeld. <laughs> well, that's not looking forward <laughs> to. You already know she's in it. Um, I, I, think, I think just maybe expanding on the whole Clint Barton, because I feel like we didn't really get to see a lot of Clint like in right. Avengers and until in game, really? Yeah, but and not even so, you know, not even so much of that. Realistically, I mean, you know, like what's his runtime or screen time, you should say. But yeah, no, I, I think I'm looking forward to definitely expanding him out more, like seeing more of him in action. And, gotcha. and again, Haley Seinfeld. <laughs> I think I'm excited for. I want to see more of Yelena Belova. Oh, Remember how right. like how Black yep. Widow ended, showing that he was like responsible for. Uh, Natasha's death so I'm interested in that and then the second thing is I can't wait to see what they do with Echo you know and obviously with the Disney Plus thing they already said they're doing an Echo show so she's going to get a lot of attention you know she's going to be developed well enough hopefully so um, I'm excited about those two things and I mean don't get me wrong everything else looks great like the the Kate Bishop and Clip Barton dynamic looks spot on looks amazing Mm -hmm. um and then I guess, I, man, fingers crossed, we get a little bit of kingpin. Maybe we get. Some, like some, they're definitely gonna be able to. Te- they're definitely gonna tease some stuff out. Uh, yeah, I've been watching like little clips here and there that've been dropping this past week, and some featurettes and some interviews. And like you said, they the dynamic between the actor and actresses between you know Jeremy Renner and and Haley, they they put on a show. Yeah, uh, and it looks cool. like they had a lot of fun. It's it's a quick series. I, what's it like seven episodes? I guess because you're figuring six. You're getting, I think yeah. Yeah. So. I, you know, you, I want to see as much as possible. And this may be the first series that I'm excited to like really watch and then possibly rewatch. Unlike the last three that we got. Cause I can, yeah, I, I don't really want to like, I don't really want to watch them. Like, it's a lot again. of investment on those last, like, honestly, I even thought about like, okay, if I was going to watch WandaVision again, I'd probably just watch like the last two episodes. That's what I did. I wouldn't watch like the whole thing again. And yeah, same. Even Loki, man. I mean, they were all good, but I have no desire to watch them again. You know, yeah. so we'll see. <laughs> all right. Uh, any other news or articles? I don't think that's. I, I think, think that's, that's it. All we have yeah. Awesome. So, um, 
let's move on to, of course, the last thing for the evening. What are we currently reading uh, this week? Of course, there's still some issues with Diamond getting books on time. The ransomware is still out there. So they haven't said if they're paying up or or what's going on. But, you know, a lot of these stores are still not getting their books on time. It's It really does suck for all these local comic shops. Um, a couple of my books were delayed. So, but I was still able to get some books that I, I really wanted to pick up. So uh, my two books for this week, one is an honorable mention because I already talked about this series is, and I'm um, like, this is actually a good Marvel miniseries, uh, Dark Ages number three. Okay. I'm really, I'm really enjoying this series. Like, cause it's not, again, it's not continuity, but the whole fact that, you know, a lot of these characters don't have power, their, their powers in a way, there's no electricity, uh, you know, heroes become villains, villains become heroes in a way, people that are joining forces. It's very interesting. And I'm really looking forward to the next issue and how they introduce this one character that they teased at the end of issue number three. Um, but my my pick of the week, or what am I still currently reading, is, and I've been kind of getting these as they've been coming out as well, but the Batman Secret Files. So they've been kind of doing the origin stories of all these newer characters that James Tinney has been introducing. And this week was the Gardener. Uh, really interesting backstory regarding her. Uh, she has ties to, you know, not only, of course, Poison Ivy, because that's kind of what she looks like. You know, she's got these plants around her. She's got these plant dogs, but she's got ties a little bit to uh, Alec Holland and all and uh, his wife, Linda, as well as uh, the Floronic Man, who, of course, appeared in Swamp Thing. Um, Jason Burjo, I think his name is, if I'm not mistaken, I can't think of, uh, I think that's his name off the top of my head. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a really great series. It's, it's interesting to see how that, and it actually, it really explores Pamela Poison Ivy a lot more because the history is that they were kind of like together before Poison Ivy became bad. And then she, you know, she turned bad. And I think this is more of a new 52 spinoff because of uh, the character that we see in this storyline and how even, you know, cause I, you know, pre new 52 poison. I was, was more of just like a character, but then in new 52, she became like this, like almost like a meta human. She was, she was definitely changed. And uh, this Oh yeah. Poison, poison ivy. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of expanded her in a way where we kind of see the backstory and then how the gardener kind of tells her how like, once she became a villain and then she went to Arkham and then she met Harley Quinn and then Harley Quinn be, got a part of the suicide squad. So there's a lot of things that happen in this issue, but it fleshes out the story of the gardener. And I really like how these characters that are being introduced by James Tinian are getting like these little secret files. You know, I talked about the miracle Molly one mm -hmm. a couple weeks ago, and I think these are books that everybody should be picking up because you know, when they talk about like their first appearances, yeah, they're just their first appearances, but then you always have those issues that eventually will pop like the origin of the character. Right. So <clears throat> these are definitely books that you'd want to pick up now, not to say that they're going to be selling out or they're going to go for crazy money, but you know what, for the five, six bucks, it's good just to have it in the collection in the event that, you know, they do end up using the character or become something in the future because you can't keep using these older characters and kind of keep retconning them. You right. Know, you need to introduce new characters and have a good origin here in like the modern age. 
because we've seen all these characters from the golden age silver age and up that have constantly been retconned because when they were introduced in the 40s 50s and 60s like okay that that was the that was the times now it's like these characters are way different and the world that we live in is way different so um that's my pick yeah i um that's actually the book I was reading when we started the show right now. I haven't even finished that one yet. And I really like those secret files as well. I think Clown Hunter was one of my picks of the week at one point. Oh, yeah, um, that's right. I remember that one. They did The Signal also. Um, and then they did what? Peacekeeper, the recent Peacekeeper guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the secret file stuff is pretty cool. It's it's definitely worth checking out. At first, I kind of was like, oh, God, a one shot that are going to be dumb. But they've actually been really well written. Um, and they do flesh out these characters. So, but well, good. I'm glad. writing it. That's why. Yeah, like, he wrote the gardener, so it's like it's his character, it's his baby, it's his origin story, and I'm sure like his origin story is going to actually ca- like they're going to stick to that, right? And I and I think that was like the same with um, Miracle Molly as well, and also you know all these other characters. I think they were all written by Tinian because it's it's him. They're going to keep yeah. this as their origins. So what about cool. you? What did you? Uh, what's your? What are you currently reading? So um, yeah, you know. It's kind of been some light weeks, to be honest with you, and nothing really has like blown me out of the water. So this isn't like a new book, but it's just continuously just been so awesome. And uh, not to get on the Tinian bandwagon, but yeah, I'm there. And that's a uh, Nice House on the Lake, book six. So Nice House on the Lake, if you aren't reading it, man, you are missing out. Uh, this recent issue, I don't want to spoil anything. There is some definite changes in the storyline in this little universe, and it's a pivotal issue, I feel like in this run we know it's going to be 12 issues long so we're halfway there but you get a lot more information in this issue on kind of what's going on what the motivations of uh walter are in terms of like you know the end of the world and what who these people are and and kind of like delves into a little bit of his backstory somewhat so really great issue um the series is amazing it's so good um it's just like a fun standalone uh, a hiatus right now like if this is like the last issue for a while right oh my god i didn't know that are you being serious yeah i think that's what i read that like it's stopping after issue six for a while because i haven't seen um i haven't seen like the solicitations for like the next coming issue oh i'm just found an article nice house on the lake taking five month hiatus <laughs> with big cliffhanger so i take back everything i just said Fuck Tinian in this storyline, dude. Like, <laughs> god damn, dude. That is shitty. So five months from now, so what, like May? Jesus, dude. That's Ugh. how I feel with something's killing the children. Uh, you know, whatever. I mean, I guess I got House of Slaughter to like back up, but what's what's going on with him? Is it just because he's on that new um Patreon channel or whatever the <laughs> hell that shit is? I mean, is that what's going on? Yeah. He goes full time into creator owned work. Dude, I'm going to be honest. Like, that's going to be some real bullshit if this dude just, like, gives up on this because he's doing his own creator. Like, I get it, man. Like, I'm all for you owning your own properties, making the money on the stuff you create. Like, more power to you. But you started this, finish this. You know what I mean? Like, finish your obligations to these characters. We're already seeing them come off Batman. Uh, mm-hmm. We're, not. We're like, not going to get any new Nice House on the Lake for five months, which... Makes me wonder if we ever will see the end of this, to be honest with you. And then who knows what's going to happen with something is killing the children. You know, who's even writing House of Slaughter? Is it him? Yeah, it's him. So is he taking a hiatus from that? No, because that's, that's 12 issues. No, that's still going, though. Like, 
that's what he's he's doing you know he's basically he's doing that and then uh he's doing his patriotic own thing with whatever the his his, his, um what was it we talked we talked about it i don't even remember what it was called substack substack the substack thing but like and then not and then you have isn't he he's uh you have joker as well yeah but he's stopping that too he's leaving that yeah well that's what i'm saying yeah yeah he it's like he's yeah he's gone with batman he's gone with the joker and he's like gonna just be doing his own creator own stuff and the the house of slaughter but i mean i feel like if you were gonna come off a batman and joker just finish nice house on the lake right it was a mini like it is it's not gonna take that much longer finish that and instead of like taking all this time off to come back to it for six more issues like just put it out yeah, man, I get it. But like even with Boom Studios, I don't I don't know if Boom has the same setup that like Image does where you actually like own your properties. You know, like but all image is all creator owned. Um, I don't know if Boom is like that. So I'm sure it's in a contract somewhere. I'm yeah. sure every contract is a little different for maybe. I don't know. I'm not a writer, reader, right. whatever. Well, know, what do you think was gonna happen? Do you think this guy was gonna own Batman and the Joker? Like, come on, dude. Um <laughs> like I don't know what to do. You, I don't know what to tell you. You've done awesome, you crushed it, but like don't get me wrong, man. I love Tinian, but you're still not Scott Snyder when it comes to Batman. So um, chill out and finish Nice House on the Lake. Now I'm pissed, dude. Now I'm pissed. Now I want to just troll him. I just, I just ruined your evening. After, yeah, after you, you did, dude. That, so. Oh, God. So what's my new pick of the week? Uh, <laughs> what was the shittiest comic I read this week? Because that's my new pick of the week. Uh, I don't know, dude. That well, sucks. Uh, I'm sorry. Well, everybody and anybody who's out there listening and didn't know that if they thought like issue seven was coming out in December. Well, guess what? It's not. It's not coming out until possibly at least May or maybe even June. Who the heck knows? But so um, because of that, let me give an honorable mention. Read Shang. I mentioned it uh, somewhere. I think it was in Lords. Uh, Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi issue issue six was like the the last issue of this little um, story arc. And it's a good, it's a good run. Like I'm actually really enjoying the Shang-Chi run and uh, check that out. Shang-Chi number six. Um, pretty cool. All right. Nice. Fuck, so, fuck Tinian. <laughs> so that's it for what are we currently reading? Um, I don't think we have anything else for the evening. I have to get ready for a whatnot sale. That I'm doing, uh, I am probably possibly doing another one on Friday. So if you're listening to this early enough on Friday morning, mid afternoon or early evening, I may be doing one on Friday night, slinging some slabs possibly. If not, of course I like doing them once a week. And I may be at a secret location next week doing an interview with somebody that I cannot talk about. So speaking of which future, we wanted to talk about um, a con coming up next year. Start prepping people for you want to give the dates. Yeah. Do you have it up? If not, I have it up. Um, So next we have in April, March, I thought. No, April. Oh, even better. April 22nd. March is when I go to Dallas. Oh, okay. So anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks for listening. I got to remember that one too. Yeah. Um, April 22nd through April 24th is Planet Comic Con in Kansas City, Missouri. So uh, if anybody is interested, both Zach and I will be attending this show because it's... Um, you know, kind of home for Zach. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. And I've home. never been to the show, but I've heard from a lot of people that it's a great comic book show. Uh, a lot of uh, artists and writers who are down in that area attend the show on a yearly basis. So 
uh, it'd be a great time to spend the weekend. The Comic-Con podcast will be in full effect. So put that date in your calendars, April 22nd through the 24th. We will definitely be there. We're already looking. Tickets just went on sale today because I told Zach about it. We're already looking at a hotel or Airbnb. So, yeah, if you guys can make it work, come out. Let's, let's grab some beer. We got Boulevard Brewing Company is a local brewery out of Kansas City, which is awesome, awesome beer. And we will drink a lot of beer down there. I'll show you around my hometown. And I know where all the good haunts are and a lot of fun. And the con will be great. It'll be awesome april 22nd 24th look into it let us know if you're gonna go we will do honestly like if we it, i'll tell you right now and i'm just saying this spitball if there was a lot of people going or even like a good number we'd set something up we'd do something fun maybe do a little cookout if we end up doing like an airbnb before we go to the con yeah. and uh i mean the we the weather will be decent it'll be a little chilly but uh it should be pretty good all right. Sounds like a plan. So that that's everyone's uh, to do for next for 2022. It's going to be seeing us in uh, Kansas City next year. So that's it. Episode 45 is in the books. Uh, that's it for me. I'm exhausted. Got to go get myself ready for this. Whatnot sale. Zach, anything closing words? That's all I got. All right. Peace out, everybody. We'll catch you next week. Oh, wait, real quick. Next week, because, of course, Thanksgiving oh, yeah. is Thursday, and we usually record on a Thursday, uh, we may be putting out an episode a little early next week. So just prepare to not have an episode on Friday. We may drop it a little bit early. So Might be not anybody... bad to drop on Friday after Thanksgiving. Well, I, I guess we could, because that's Black Friday, so people are standing in line listening to us. God, if you're idea. still standing in line in 2021 for Black Friday, you you need to reevaluate your life. Um, hey, I'm just saying it. Everything's uh, online now, dude. But yeah. All right. So that's it. Uh, we'll catch everybody next week. Peace out. Later.